Welcome to the Divine Rhyme, a music podcast with culture, with Will Hogsett and Dylan Hughes, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? We're back at it. Will Hogsett. I think it's recording. It's recording? I don't see the... It usually has... Oh. It Zoom changed, my bad. It changed where it says recording at. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right, Hughes. There's the man himself, Dylan Hughes. Uh, Will Hogsett here, back at it with Divine Rhyme. Second day in a row, we're hitting the recording. Um, if you listen to the For Your Eyes Only pod, um, we decided midway through that there's no way. There's no way we could, we could split up For Your Eyes Only and KOD. Just two uh, different albums uh, from a uh, like lyrical and meaning standpoint, but also a sonic standpoint, which I, I definitely realized today, Hughes. Um, so I, I am going to start kind of uh, in that area and hit you with a question to start this pod out. Like I mentioned, we're going to talk about KOD today, Divine Rhyme, uh, Running Hook Podcast Network. Hughes, what is the connective tissue that you found between KOD and For Your Eyes Only? Well, you know, I don't think there was anything as, like in the prior albums, it was a lot of, it was very kind of easy to pick this stuff out because he he would make the same references and tie things together. And this one was a very different album. Like he, this was the first time where he kind of branched off in what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, The theme of the album was very different than what he's talked about in the past. Mm -hmm. So I mean, really, you just continue to see a lot of the same roots kind of sprouting into the same type of, you know, as far as lessons, yeah. the stuff he talked about, um, you know, again, it just goes, it's very love based, basically, which is mm-hmm. what we've seen, especially in the past few albums. Um, but honestly, this, I think this had the least connective tissue out of all the albums, um, just as far as like specific references um and as far as sound especially it's yeah. very different than a lot of the the prior albums yeah i'd agree uh hughes uh it's kind of like we were talking about in the previous pods you know it's like he takes a step he takes a step each each album he takes a step further from you know whether it's focusing on himself or focusing on his past right he, he moves forward and kind of talks about things in a bigger picture light you know in each album in each album and this this one is is obviously kind of uh the the manifestation of all of those steps to where you know there is at least in my opinion a little you know you always you got to talk about yourself right if you make an album but this one has a least um kind of self uh focused or story focused like past focused kind of theme to it and you did mention the sound and that's another question i had for you Hughes. Is, is this a trap album? Is is this a trap album? Did J. Cole drop a trap album? Man, hip hop, as far as like a genre, is like I don't know how to how to define anything anymore. Yeah, because there's such a mixed bag of what people bring to the table now. But man, like this is by far the bounciest album he's had. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like it's very upbeat. And, you know, a a lot more bass than we've typically seen before. There's a lot less of the kind of instrumental uh, 
backing that he usually has. Yep. You know, not a ton of piano, not a ton of horns like he's had in the past. Uh, it's it's definitely much more hip hop. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think as far as his musical, just the whole bag, it, it was good for him to put an album out like this because really the prior four albums up to this were kind of similar in how they sounded and, and the message. Yeah. And this was, I think this was, this album was him just kind of showing, Hey, like at the end of the day, I, I can still beat these new dudes at, uh, at their own game, at their own game, literally. And it's so funny. Cause he talks about that, uh, that, that game, right. The, the, the current state of hip hop or rap or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Cause they've kind of in the last 20 years kind of fused together. Um, but simplicity, that's the simplicity in the, uh, sonic sound, the production, you know, kind of heavy drums, uh, heavy, heavy hi-hats, you know, bass, you know, like you mentioned, not, not too much melody under underlying a lot of those things, but not only the simplicity in the sound, but in the message and the message as well. And I think you got to get, you get that right off the bat. You, you get that right off the bat with uh, the intro, which I think this album honestly might have two intros, uh, the official intro and uh, KOD. But I'm just going to, you know, read the quote. I'm going to read the quote that kind of the start, album starts off with. A newborn baby has two primary modes of communication. Laughter, which says, I love this, or crying, which says, this frightens me, or I'm in pain. Life can bring much pain. There are many ways to deal with this pain. Choose wisely. And that that choose wisely Hughes, has hit 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 me in a complete in a complete stun like i got cold, stone, cold, stone cold stunned when i hit that um and there's a lot of different you know things you could take from the choose wisely um but the the baby reference and and it's you're either laughing or you're crying right that's kind of what you kind of dived into uh beforehand with like love versus fear right or love versus pain um, and so I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I thought that in this album was so great for that. Cause I'm like, I think about love versus fear all the time because I just, I see it every day with people. I mean, when you really, cause when you really dive into people's actions and, and their emotions, it literally all comes from love versus fear. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just tell by the way someone handles anything what what they're living out of are they living out of love or are they living out of fear and this was a really important message that he was trying to get across in this and as you mentioned choose wisely not the ways. first time we're going to hear it yeah. not the first time we're going to hear it yeah it, it's 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 consistent throughout the album and it's because i mean you really do have a choice and a lot of people turn to some of the bad stuff that we'll discuss um and you know, the, the baby reference is interesting because that's, that's like the starting point for people, right? Like you have no influences. And at, at that point, you either start going down one path or the other. Yeah. And you don't have to stay on that path is the important thing. And I think that's a lot of uh, the issue in the world is people just continue to stick with what they know, even if they know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I really love that he set the tone that way early on. Yeah, and another thing that I took from that, um, you know, is is kind of a message or a big takeaway from at least my personally what I got from this album is that pain isn't inevitable, right? Inevitable, like pain's gonna happen, 
And again, kind of like we've discussed earlier, what you can do is choose how you react to it. You know, you get to choose how you deal with this pain. It's like, do you learn from it or let it defeat you? Let it define, let the pain define you. And again, Cole doesn't, Cole is not in a, in a preacher kind of mode, right? Where he's telling you, you know, you can't do this. You can't do this. He's simply saying, choose wisely. Because I know at least with my uh, issues of addiction, which again, we'll go into, uh, you know, there's many different addictions. Like at the end of the day, I think you as a person, I know I do personally know what choice is right and what choice is wrong. However, I try to justify like my um, alcohol abuse or abuse with drugs. Like at the end of the day, I know that it's either I'm letting this this substance or this this money kind of fill the void, right? Or I could try to fill it by battling these demons myself. And so Cole's not telling you to do either one, right? He's just saying, choose wisely. Because again, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think everyone knows deep down what, what the right choice is, whether that be whatever demons you're facing, right? Just choose wisely. And we've said a bit too much, but again, we're going to go a bit deeper into it. And so that leads us into KOD, which is a title track. And in my opinion, um, the uh, kind of true intro to the album, other than like the message that he wants to send. Uh, and, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about what KOD means, whether it's ki- kids on drugs, killer demons, king overdose, you know, and I think there's angles uh, in this album that you can kind of approach and see it every single way. And again, this is this song is where I found like the simplicity in the production and kind of that trap sound. So what, what KOD, the title track uh, kind of mean to you, Hughes? Yeah. And again, it, like you mentioned, it's, it's kind of an extended intro, um, which, which is, is not new for Cole. I think a lot of times that second track, mm-hmm. um, if not, if not always builds off the first one mm-hmm. and explains more of what he's kind of trying to talk about. And this was an interesting one because right off the bat, you kind of wonder if it's like a more come up type of stuff where he's kind of telling people to fuck off and like, do, let me do my own thing. And, you know, an interesting thing that I realized with this album and the ones prior to it is everyone talked about how big of a deal it was that Forest Hills Drives went platinum with no features, but ever since then he hasn't put a project out with any features mm-hmm. and, and this album, if you look at it on the surface, looks like it has a couple of features. Um, but we'll discuss later on that. That's not really the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, he kind of starts off just talking about how just again, how he, people keep trying to, to ride his wave and, and how people, you know, criticize him all the time. And he just doesn't care because he knows who he is and he knows what he can do. Um, and he goes back to that later on, uh, with, with people criticizing him and him not caring is mm-hmm. also kind of a, a sub theme, I would say of this record. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, the second verse is really, really where he starts getting into the more important stuff, yeah. which is about really numbing the pain, whether it be through, uh, through liquor or through pharmaceuticals and, uh, and, you know, it just, just kind of like it's kind of like a soft introduction to that theme where you know he he mentions it, it's not great but it doesn't really care too much about it um but then of course when he gets to the outro he uh he leads us into the next thing pretty well 
Yeah, and and I saw on um, Genius uh, that you know he he talks about like power, greed, money, Molly, weed, perks, zannies, lame, and fame, uh, which are uh, kind of the themes of the rest of the album, right? And then the strongest drug of them all, and the strongest drug of them all, which is love. And again, we've talked about the uh, that a lot. Um, so you got anything about that Hughes and it kind of kind of leads into the next uh song but um like I mentioned in this outro it kind of sets sets the sets the scene for the rest of the album but what what does love being the strongest drug of them all mean to you and how does it relate to the rest of this album do you think well as far as Cole I mean he's he's outlined this for us before how all these he mostly talks about greed and money in general, I would say, um, and just not being fulfilling. But it's interesting now because, you know, we'll discuss later on more in depth, but a lot of this album almost feels geared towards like the younger generation of rappers and yep. maybe rap fans in general. How this idea of, of money and, and drugs, you know, like pills mostly and lean it's very um, it's glamorized basically in, in by a lot of these young rappers and it's I'm sure it leads a bunch of fans into doing that kind of stuff and it's just it's I mean we know how terrible drugs are in general but again another message that that Cole has just tried to get out is that greed is maybe the worst one yeah and and then, of course, he ended up with the strongest drug of them all is love. And that's something that he's talked about on basically two albums prior to this, too, and just continues to pound in the message that the only thing that's going to drive you forward in life is love. And mm-hmm. all that other stuff is never going to compare. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just throw all that other stuff away and focus on the strongest drug of all, which is love. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that he does kind of throw that comparison to uh, right next to all the other addictions, whether it be um, you know money, greed, or actual like drugs like Zanies and Lean, because it's like he's telling you the strongest one is love, and that's kind of like all you need, you know. And so uh, continue on the love kind of trend. Uh, photograph the next song. Uh, is all about the current state of um, like the romantic life of people, whether it be through social media, of course, uh, photograph is kind of the theme of this song and how uh, I, and I quote him, he puts his heart in a click and how, um, you know, how the issues that come with that, you know, and I think I personally, and I assume you do as well, kind of relate to that because we've grown up in this age of, uh, you know, romanticizing um, our love life through social media, right? And so, and he kind of talks about how it, it, whenever you do that and whenever you see all your friends um, kind of able to, you know, um, pick up girls or, you know, say the right words it, and you're just sitting here romanticizing on social media the whole time, it makes it tough to manifest that in like real life, right? And so um, I definitely related to this song, and it's a simple, it's a it's a simple one. Again, that's where this 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 trap kind of sound, this new hip hop rap kind of sound comes in as well, where it's just simple. Um, all of the all of the lines are seven syllables. I don't know if there's something connected to that, uh, but um, again, it, what, what what's your thoughts of uh, his his take on this new um, new romantic life uh, through social media? 
Yeah, again, this was a very important track, I think, for our generation especially, because, man, it, it feels like half the relationships are through Tinder and Instagram. Yeah. And it's it's really sad. And and this is something that I have personally had to learn the hard way. And, and I know people – I actually know one couple that got married through Tinder – and then, of course, our friend Alex Burr met his girlfriend through Tinder as well. Mm-hmm. And OG it's of just, the running hook. The OG Alex yeah. Burr. <laughs> so it works. And, <laughs> yeah, and I, I told Alex, I'm like, you don't even understand how how rare that is for that yeah. to actually work. Yeah. Because, first of all, getting a match alone, especially for men, I don't think girls have a problem getting matches on there. Mm-hmm. But and it's because there's, there's way more men than women on there mm-hmm. and finding a match is hard enough, but finding someone to actually connect with is, is tougher. And that is not the issue. The issue is that when you go for days or weeks or whatever, without getting a match or getting a match to respond to you, or even through Instagram with, if you just DM a girl on Instagram, which that, that used to be a little something I like to do back in the day. Not hey, gonna so, lie. Hey, guilty, guilty, guilty even to this day, man. So <laughs> Yeah, and I I will occasionally throw a nice little DM out. It's it's gotta be a, a little special occasion, but you know, the more you do that and the more that you get kind of shot down, it's just like you you just really start to lose confidence. Yeah. And and when you really sit back and think about it, it's like these these women know nothing about you right it's it's completely surface level mm-hmm. judging based off your appearance and that is not how connections are made you you make connections through personal interactions in person where you know the stuff that's going to keep a relationship floating is basically everything but appearance right anyone that's in a relationship based on appearance it, it's just not going to last cuz yeah. you know eventually that stuff's going to fade and it's just sad for our generation that so much of how people try to connect is through the internet where you can't really show your true self. It's really just based on how you look. And I just, and you don't really see many songs about this topic. So yeah. it's, it's, it's nice that he made this song because again, it's, and he finishes, he finishes it off with these last two lines love today's gone digital and it's messing with my health. Yeah. And that, that really, it it really messes with like your mental health, especially I think where, you know, you feel like no one cares about you because you know, you're not getting responses or whatever, but these people don't know you and and you can't base how you see yourself based on that. So it's, it was a very important song. And again, it's, it's one that not, it's a topic that not a lot of people discuss, especially in rap. Yeah, and I think that's also the the idea that um, you know he J Cole brings up things that aren't really discussed. I think not only is that a theme of kind of the last two albums uh, that we've discussed, but also just this album specifically, right? This album is a lot of that content that is driven towards, like you mentioned, like rappers and stuff like that. That you know you just don't hear other people put out, and so. Um, that leads us into the next song, The Cutoff, uh, the first feature that J. Cole has had since uh, Born Center, right? And it's a guy by the name of Kill Edward, and I'm sure everyone knows the backstory to an extent by that now, but Hughes, why don't you, how, why don't you fill us in a little bit on that? 
Yeah, so so Kill Edward is essentially J. Cole's alter ego. And you see it twice on this on this record where it's it's basically the uh the devil's advocate almost for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's, it's a good thing. In some ways it's a bad thing. And I, I just think the, the intro to the song sets the tone for, for this whole thing where he says, I know heaven is a mind state. I've been a couple times stuck in my way. So I keep on falling down. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that is, that is, that's it right there. It's like, and as, as we talk about every week, you how you see yourself and how you see the world is is created up here it's created up in your mind and and that's the only place you have control over but if you keep falling down to these you know earthly issues and and substances and stuff like that then you know that's where your issues have and the chorus which is again still kill edward talks about give me drink give me smoke give me high let me float uh just just more of that you know, trying to run away through substances and, and trying to float above your problems. But what happens when that high is over, you come right back down to the same issues, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the only way that you can face that stuff is by doing it on your own. Yeah. And without, without like the addictive, um, whether it's substances or whether it's money that he kind of talks about. Um, I, I know heaven is a mind state. I've been a couple of times really hits, hits, hits with me specifically and like my alcohol and, uh, drug, uh, issues. Um, but like, it's like, once you get there, once you get, um, to the level you want to be, whether it's drunk or high or whatever it is, it's like, you feel really, really good. Right. And, you know, at least with me personally, I'm like, man, if I could just stay here the whole time. And it's like, it's like that realization that, you know, maybe you could stay there. Maybe I could stay there the whole time if it weren't for the, the substance that I believe uh, puts me there. Right. And if it's weren't for these, these tendencies that I have that make me think that this is the perfect, this is the perfect place like heaven. Right. And, um, you know, like I said, that, that's, that's, that's the one that hit me, uh, at least specifically. Um, and I think the falling down that kill Edward references, um, is kind of like, uh, the, the anti-choice that, um, uh, J Cole kind of talks about. It's like, you know, the drugs, obviously the addiction in, in this whole album is like the theme of, uh, at least what I took from it, not what you want to do, not the choices that what you, you want to make. And so I think the fact that you're like falling down from heaven and having to climb back up is kind of what he's getting to as it relates to um, uh, the choice choices. And then he also talks about like the friends in this song that, you know, have just used them uh, for his money and how, you know, he wishes he he could, you know, use violence, use violence against them to kind of combat that and like, let them feel how he feels whenever he does that, make them feel that pain, make them feel that suffering. But a line that I really, really enjoyed in this one is punishment for you is that you're not with me. And again, that's just like realizing that, you know, it's placing the value within yourself and you as a person. And it's understanding that, you know, the, they are already facing, they're already suffering to an extent because of the choices that they made. And whether that's you being in J. Cole's position of having friends that just bumped off you uh, because you're famous or, you know, you could even relate it to a love life, right? You, you, wanna, you could get mad because a girl doesn't want to be with you 
right? But at the end of the day, if you value yourself enough, it's like the punishment for you is that you're not with me, right? And like, that's, that's what, that's what at least it, it hit uh, with me um, on this song. Uh, do you have anything else for this one? Well, you know, this, and this is a, this is almost some connective tissue from what we saw um, with Deja Vu last, last episode with Bryson Tiller basically stealing that beat mm-hmm. or his producer stealing it or whatever. And mm-hmm. him being like, you know what? Um, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm happy that he can do what he wants to do. I'm not going to take revenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's not me at the end of the day, and that's all I care about. And you kind of see that same message here where it's like, you know what? It's you have people that, that betray you. And obviously it's, it's on a much higher level than, than me and you may ever see because of who he is mm-hmm. uh, with, with people just trying to use him for who he is. But it's, I, I imagine it's, you want to take revenge on people because they did you wrong yeah. and it's an attack on you. But again, I think, the work J Cole has done to this point, he's able to, to shut that ego ego down. Cause that, that's where the retaliation wants, is coming from is your ego. Yep. It, the ego is attacked. It's going to want to attack. And the strongest people like J Cole are the ones that can, can quiet that ego down and be like, you know what? They're going to get theirs at the end of the day. I gotta, I gotta keep moving forward and can't hold myself down with, with these other people's issues. Yeah. And I think he talks about in this song, maybe a little bit later, it's like God is, is, is the ultimate, like, um, you know, judge in in that case. And he's not, he, it's like this realization that it's, this is above him, you know, and that's really, really strong, really, really tough to do. Uh, like you mentioned when the Eagles attacked, it just wants to attack back, but it's like, you know, time will tell, time will tell. And that's again, going with a faith theme, you know, and just believing in in yourself and what what you stand for right and so that leads me into brackets which an incredible an incredible take on um you know the current kind of state of not only money but money in america and um obviously talks about how he makes a lot of money and it gets taken by uncle sam he has a good little um like kind of bridge i I, i'd say um or actually we're going to atm next that's my bad that's my bad we'll go to atm next we'll keep it in order right atm's the next one yeah and so okay i messed up my notes a little bit atm a uh an acronym for uh of course the atm machine but j cole also mentioned in a tweet that it means addicted to money which kind of fits a song and again this is kind of a radio kind of trap one of the bigger radio trap songs but still like we were talking about and um for your eyes only still has a good message you know and that's what he's able to do with these kind of radio songs as he progresses in his career right not only is he able to make them sound sound quality and sound, have the sound of the current wave or maybe even a little bit ahead of the current wave but he's able to put a good message in it as well yeah, and I think this this kind of song is an example of uh, this is the genius of this album is that he's able to turn these messages into radio hits. And I don't know if the radio stations are listening to the songs because, you know, if they actually read the lyrics, they may not want to throw it up there because 
because radios they don't like to promote the the real stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just perfectly done because ATM and then you got the money counting machines all throughout. Yeah. The whole song is about money. So you just think it's about making money, and and you know that's something old Cole would have done. But ATM is addicted to money, and it's so it's it's a it's a spin on that where he talks more about greed. And I think right off the bat with the refrain, you know, you get, will I fall? Will I fly? Heal my soul, fulfill my high, cross my heart and hope to die with my slice of devil's pie. Mm -hmm. And of course, devil's pie being money. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, he, he does such a good job of, of basically painting the two sides of, of, of money and greed where, you know, in the first verse, he's talking about how, you know, how happy he is to have all this money and how he's just counting them up. And his, his old teachers are, uh, they were on his ass and now he's, he's gotten good at math with counting all his money. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of just, you know, it, it starts off almost like a flex. And then you get later on in the song, uh, with the second verse starting off the bat, proceed with caution. I heard if you chase it only results in a hole in your heart fuck it, I take the whole cake and I won't leave a portion. It's only an organ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of talking about how, like, you know, and this this is probably from a uh, from an earlier Cole point of view where he's like, you know, I know it's, I know it's not going to fill my heart, but fuck it, it's only an organ. And, of course, you know, as he gets older, he, he realizes it's a lot more than that. Yeah, it's kind of an ironic song, right? And I think you get the message uh, just by – uh, the repetitiveness, right? And it's not like it's glorifying money, but that's kind of how it sounds, right? To an extent. Um, and I'm going to go back to what you said about the devil's pie. I think that's such an interesting um, interesting uh, metaphor for what money is because at the end of the day, a pie is finite, right? You only got so many slices of a pie. Whereas in, in on the other side, the, the yang to this, or the yin, the yin to this yang is, Love is infinite, right? And so I think that's also something that he's trying to uh, share on this one, ATM, which leads me into um, Motivate. Um, And I really like this intro. I really like this intro to the song Motivate where he's like, well, you know, you want to see Superman, y'all like Superman, boom. And that kind of made me think like Superman – it's kind of like that heaven, heaven mind state that he mentioned earlier. It's like when you're on drugs, like watch this, pow, Superman. I'm, I'm, I'm Superman because of the substance that I took. Um, but then again, uh, he kind of goes a little bit deeper in the song about how that kind of those drugs and those addictions, again, we say drugs all the time, but what he you know talks about in this album is there's more than uh, drugs to addictions. You know, there's more addictions than just, you know, weed, zannies, alcohol or whatever um but like i mentioned i think the the point of this song at least from what i took from it is that you know if you continue to kind of go after these drugs it's tough to find motivation in other things and i 100 percent can relate to that yeah and i'll just say that i this might be my favorite song on the album just it's the production is is so good on it and, and you got that little get money, cut, you know, hit, mm-hmm. hits you a few times. It it just sounds so good, and it just flows really, really nice. So just from a sonic perspective, I really love this song. 
Um, but again, you know, you get, you get the similar message. Um, and, and now he's, he's doing a good job here of tying, like you mentioned, the, uh, the addictions to, to money, not just drugs, uh, ties them together. Um, you know, in the refrain, he says, I'm popping a, or my demons are close. I'm trying to hide. I'm popping a pill. I'm feeling alive, you know, kind of, kind of talking about, uh, money there, how, you know, he, his demons are close. He's trying to hide from them. He's just gonna, just gonna keep chasing that money and it's, it's going to fix all the problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, uh, we know that's not the case. Yeah. And then in the end of the first or in the end of the second verse where, I mean, throughout this whole song, he kind of talks about he's finding struggle to motivate. Um, but then he, at the end of the second verse, he says, you still like bitches with hair perm. Now I like it natural, actual, natural, actual, and factual. And so that's like he's, it's, he's starting to find this motivation and other things, um, kind of like uh, a lot in, at the end of For Your Eyes Only with this realization of she's mine part one with his, his wife and then she's mine part two. Uh, and then... Um, with his daughter, which again, perfectly leads into Kevin's heart, right? Um, where he talks about in this, in the pre-chorus, he talks about like infidelity and temptations of he's at this spot where he has a girl and he really loves this girl, but the temptations are always going to be there. And, and I also think that there's a connection um, to his father and some of the other albums and how maybe he's able to, um, you know, halt these temptations to an extent because of the lessons that he learned from his father. Yeah. And again, this, 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 as far as connective tissue, again, this, this goes back to, to much earlier albums where I think it was probably cool world time, maybe a little born center where he's starting to recognize that, you know, chasing women is not, not the way to go. Um, But he just can't, resist that temptation. And this is almost like an advanced version of it where he, you know, he has the girl at home um, and he's got that temptation to cheat, even though he knows that she's the one for him and all that. But at this point he recognizes what his, that his actions have consequences because of what he's talked about in the past where he realized that he was hurting, you know, girls with his actions. And, you know, of course, the, the title of the song, Kevin's Heart, you know, is a it's some commentary on on Kevin Hart's problem where, you know, a couple years back he cheated on his wife. And um, so it, it was kind of like a little interesting spin on that. And I think he was maybe putting himself in Kevin Hart's shoes a little bit and explaining that, you know, there's a ton of temptation and and it is hard to overcome. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have to face the the consequences for it if you go through with it. Yeah, and he um, he talks about like want to have a cake and another cake too. Like he's already got a cake, and that's obviously like lust. And but he still wants more. And uh, I mean, lust is obviously a theme of addiction, right? And um, you know, other stuff uh, that he talks about in this album that you know you get a cake, but you you want another one because you like that cake so much. But and that kind of goes back to gratitude. And he talks about that later uh, in this album, whether it's um, once once an addict, I think he goes. Um, a little bit deeper into like finding the great gratefulness uh, to help combat like those lustful feelings. Um, but another line that I really liked, uh, which I think is at the end of the album. Yeah. in the outro, 
is what's done in the dark will find a way to shine. And whether that's talking about kind of infidelity, right? What's done in the dark or um, it also could be a reference to like just uh, addiction and your demons in general, right? It's like, you know, if you continue to combat these these issues and these demons that you face uh, in the dark with these addictive substances, um, then it will find a way to shine. It will find a way to manifest into uh, your future, um, which again is um, an obvious theme of this album. Heading into the next song, "Once an Addict," um, which this one probably is my is is my favorite song on the album, um, and then. Uh, which, you know, he, he mentioned in like a tweet or when he was talking about it that it was actually a longer, he recorded a, a much longer version of the song, but um, he had to cut it down just because he felt like that's, that's, that'd make the album flow a little bit better. Um, but right in the intro, you start with something's got a hold on me. And then this line, man, this is probably one of my favorite kind of spoken lines. I mean, all the, all the spoken lines just hit differently in this album. He's really gotten, found a way to kind of place these, this messaging and this theme throughout the album to um, kind of hit, hit the nail on the head a little bit harder, harder of what he wants to talk about. But this line, sometimes I think pain is just a lack of understanding. If we could only understand it all, would we feel no pain? You know, and so I wanted to I wanted to think, hear what you had to think about that, Hughes. Yeah, it's just funny because listening back through all these J. Cole albums, it's like the past year of my all the revelations I've had have just been buried inside J. Cole's music all these years. And it just took me until now to see him. And and this topic is one I've especially clung to over the past whatever, six months, where you know, it, you just, you, we, I've really realized that, that life is just all about learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you're not going to understand why something happens, but you really need to know that there's a reason for it. And, you know, the things that happen to us, they happen for a reason to teach us a lesson. Mm -hmm. And so, so you may have pain from something. And I think people see it a lot with, with people in their life, you know, someone leaving them probably, mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you just, you're in pain cause they left and you don't know why you don't know why they, that they would leave you or whatever it may be. And, you know, sometimes you, you may just not understand the point, but you get one or two or five years down the line, you look back and you're like, thank God that happened to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, if we could only understand it all, would we, would we feel no pain? And just from a very macro perspective, I think that's kind of the point of the universe it yeah. is for us to, is, is mankind to start to figure things out on our own and, and solve all the problems. And, you know, I think the, the very end of this album actually ends like that um, with, you know, once, once we figure all these issues out among us as humans, that's when the world's over, you know? Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's what really makes me think that, our point is, is just to live our lives and, and to learn from all our experiences. And, and every, every person, all of us are connected in one way. We're connected through being humans mm -hmm. and, and humanity is made up by all of us and all of our perspectives and, and lessons are important to the whole. 
So it's important for us to go through our, our things and understand them and realize that there are lessons in everything that happens to us. And, and that's, again, that's one of the things that I really try in the stuff I do outside of this podcast and even through this podcast with the stuff I write about and make YouTube videos about is everything happens for a reason. And there's no reason to worry about stuff or be in pain because there's, you're going to figure it out eventually. It's just, it's just going to take some time. Yeah. And I think, uh, that, that line, uh, lack of understanding, um, if you could only understand it all, would, would you feel no pain? Uh, kind of in, in a smaller way brings up the idea of choose wisely again. Right. And it's like, if we could only understand it all, because at this point, I mean, we don't understand much, right. At least my current perspective, it's like, we can't understand it all. And so instead of, you know, reacting, uh, egotistically and, and attacking other people, it's like, choose wisely and find that, try to find that understanding instead of, um, you know, like I mentioned, reacting in an egotistical way. And again, in this song specifically, this is, this is the most like Cole's life song where he kind of dives into, um, you know, some of the issues that he had with his mom, uh, being addicted to, uh, alcohol or, you know, being an alcoholic, uh, kill a whole bottle of some cheap Chardonnay. Um, a line that really hits me deep is like, Again, like I mentioned, this song is really, really Cole, Cole's kind of most personal note, I believe, in this album. And, and he says, um, I wish her son's love was enough, right? And so that kind of gives you a dive into uh, the other side of addiction and how you're kind of uh, affecting other people's lives. Um, and so uh, you got anything else for this one? Well, yeah, I, I just think that intro sets the song up perfectly because and he he talked about this on um, apparently I think in a in a little bit of a smaller way back on Force Hills Drive where he kind of regretted the way he handled his mom's issues when he was at home and in this song he really expounds upon it where he's like you know he he knew the issues she was going through and and why she was going through them but he just personally couldn't connect it too much and he just didn't understand why she was punishing yeah. herself by you know staying up late and drinking when she had work the next day yeah and she says she says boy hush you better pray to god you never got your heart crushed and you know and that that is kind of like that that the the peak of this song where it's like he he finally has this realization that you know maybe at the time he didn't understand yeah exactly and because again you know jay cole by the time he left home was 18 years old he didn't he didn't know shit about life back then right mm -hmm. as we've detailed through his music the the early cole was was very ignorant to a lot of the issues and he had to learn his lessons uh and luckily he was sharing those with us along the way but you know he talks about running away to new york city to go to college and you know he he could never avoid her issues because she would still call him late at night and he realized that he can't run away and and it's something that he did prior to this with other issues too. He says um, that, you know, he just realizes he can't run away from his problems. They're not going to go away. He has to address them. And, and whether it's a problem with, yeah. And whether <laughs> it's a problem with himself or a problem with the people around him, running away from it is never going to help. And, and one way to run away from it is through substances that he talks about. Yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. Um, and again, this that's why this album uh, hits closer to home than any of the other albums that I think he's dropped. I mean, you know, us being white kids, we have an understanding of uh, some of the black uh, communities' issues that he faces uh, or that he talks about. But at the end of the day, we don't know shit of what it's like to be there. You know, we, we see and we, we try to become as aware as we can about... Um, the issues going on in that community through people like Cole's uh, influence and through, um, you know, Twitter or whatever we see, not much on uh, mainstream media, of course. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we don't, in the, in the previous albums, I just wasn't able to like seriously relate to that stuff. Um, but on this album, the, the addiction and kind of the, some of the stories that he, he shares really, really hit a, hit a lot closer to homes than some of the other stuff. And so that's why I'm kind of glad that we uh, split this, split this uh, pod up into uh, doing uh, KOD by itself. Um, because again, there's just so much that I think I can take from it. And I, a lot of people um, can take from it as well. And so that leads me into the next song, Friends, um, which again is kind of... Um, kind of another look into um addiction and it's such such an interesting like juxtaposition to uh the last song right where he's talking about his his mom mom's issues uh and talks about not running away from it and then the intro of this song it's cop another bag and smoke today like you know the fact that he's not able to completely like put that behind and still even though he has this understanding of what what has made his mom, you know, kind of help what he believes held his mom back. He still isn't able to overcome that. And I think that's, um, and again, you got Kill Edward kind of back into the song, the alter ego that is uh, J. Cole's kind of like yang to his yin, right? And so um, I got Kill Edward in the chorus immediately after the intro goes, I got thoughts I can't control, got me down, got me low, rest of my mind rest my soul when I blow, when I blow. And it's like, again, this alter ego of J. Cole that although Cole understands some of the issues, you know, he still kind of falls back into those addictive tendencies as well. Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is the like addiction song really like this is completely dedicated to addiction. And I think one one interesting thing he talks about, uh, you know, of course he's, he's building on that idea that, you know, he's, he's aggravated without it. You know, he can't live without these, these substances he thinks. Um, but really he's, he's just continuing to bury his issues every time he, he abuses. And he talks about that where, um, you know, he talks about the people that I think really he grew up with the people that are in, you know, Fayetteville type of situations where they don't have ambition and, and they just blame it on their situation. And, you know, it says you can blame it on the system. You can blame it on the fact that 12 got jurisdiction and goes down a huge list of all these things you can blame and, and, you know, the things that are holding you down and the fact that people use these substances to, bury those problems it causes them to have more anxiety and more depression which then just leads them to more abuse and more abuse mm-hmm. and it's just it's just you continue to compound your issues by not addressing them is what he really is saying 
And then, of course, he gets more into what we've already been talking about, how the only way that you can overcome your issues is being comfortable with who you are and, and loving yourself and loving the world around you. And, again, just – and, of course, he builds all that to say the only way that you're ever going to be able to fix your issues is through meditating, not medicating. Mm-hmm. And I know me and you personally have – probably don't meditate as much as we want to, Mm-hmm. But we both know the power of meditation and, and really if, you know, dr- or love may be the strongest drug, but meditation is definitely the, the pathway to getting to that. Yeah. And I have uh, a personal like, kind of uh, tidbit on meditation. It's like when I was in the middle of some of the worst parts of my um, like addiction to drugs or um, alcohol, or I mean, I've really never been addicted to money too much. Haven't had the opportunity to be addicted to money <laughs> too much. But, um, you know, I was almost afraid. I was afraid to meditate. And that's it's such an interesting idea because like I never knew why, you know, I, I couldn't calm my mind down. Uh, to the point where I wanted to. And it's, it's like part of me subconsciously was afraid to kind of come to that stillness, right? Because I've just been so overstimulated, whether it's through the drugs or uh, other stuff that I kept my, kept my you know, mind uh, occupied with that I think I was subconsciously kind of afraid to meditate because I, I was afraid of like, you know, what could happen. And, you know, like you mentioned, I don't meditate as much as I, I, I should, but, you know, it, I've gotten to the point where at least I'm, I'm at least comfortable with attempting to. And no one's going to be perfect when you meditate at first because, you know, you've spent your whole life, you know, having your mind run left and right, left and right, whether you've been addicted to drugs or just, you know, living your life. And so it's going to be uncomfortable um, in the initial parts. Um, but, you know, meditating is, is a great way to kind of clear all that isn't you, you know, all the thoughts that are coming, all the thoughts that are constantly, um, constantly attacking you and having to choose. It, it gives you that, you know, 10 to 20 or however long you want of spending time, just calming those thoughts down, you know, and lessening the pressure that they put on you. Um, and so you could go into the day, you know, kind of making the best decision based off of, you know, after calming your mind down of who you want to be. And so this is actually like, you know, I talked about originally how um, Cole kind of leaves it up to you, right? Uh, This whole album, Choose Wisely, being a a big theme. But this is the only time where Cole's like, okay, meditate, man. And I I love that he puts an emphasis on that um, too. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons a lot of people don't meditate is because they think they're doing it wrong. Yeah. And what people need to know is that there's no way to do it. Yeah. You know, every, everyone talks about the the points you get to when you're a little bit more experienced when you, you know, you don't have much thought and you're kind of just sitting there in stillness and quiet and, and really just breathing. And, but the only way to get there is by cleaning your plate essentially. Yeah. And the way to do that and early on in meditating and meditation you're going to have a lot of those thoughts rush to your mind because those are the thoughts you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can deal with them is for them to come to your mind and for you to discard them or deal with them in the proper way. So, you know, early on in meditation, you're going to have a lot of thoughts still. And it's, it's going to be overwhelming. 
It is going to be overwhelming. And I think, like you mentioned, that's, that's what sways people off because you're like, I can't do it. But no, that's the whole point, like you mentioned. Yeah. And, and once you're able to, to over time deal with all those issues, you get to a point where like, I, I've luckily been in a place in my life and meditation is a big part of this, even though I don't do it as much as I want, I still have been able to get to this place where I seriously look at my life and I don't see a single problem. Mm-hmm. And, and when I close my eyes, I don't have a bunch of, you know, really crazy thoughts come to place anymore because I've already dealt with them. And there's a, there's a guy named Naval Ravikant who has talked about meditation and happiness a lot. And he's like a, like an entrepreneur, but he's talked a lot about happiness too. And he talks about how basically the point of meditation is, is to deal with your past. So every day you move on, you're not going to be thinking about yesterday because you already dealt with yesterday through your meditations. And, and I think that's, that's exactly how it works is you just, you bury all those issues in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. You bury them. So, so you kill them off and, and you deal with them and it's good. And, and now you move forward and you just don't even have any issues um, because you've dealt with them already. And I think that's probably part of the reason I personally don't meditate as much as I would like to, because I feel like I just don't really have much to deal with. And, you know, again, maybe, maybe I'll regret that in the future that I don't mm-hmm. meditate as much as I want to. Um, but I mean, it's, I, it's, I've proven to myself that it's, it's absolutely the right way to deal with stuff because there's been a lot of things in the, in the past year really that I've dealt with through meditation. And when you finish that meditation, man, like you just feel so free yeah. because it's like you really unlock those chains you had around yourself with, with the issues you store in there. And once you deal with them through meditation, man, it's, it's like you, you wake up and you kind of got a little bit of a chill because it's like, you're just, you're ready to go. Like you've dealt with your past and and there's nothing that can hold you back anymore. Yeah. And so that's a good way to lead them, lead us into uh window pane, the outro of this album, the not, not the last song on this album, but the outro, the outro of KOD, I think. Um, and he starts it off uh, with an intro of um, a girl that Cole met through his foundation. I was talking about uh, one of her, one of her cousins, like um, near death uh, incidents, right? And um, she says um, that her cousin had been shot through the face, right in the neck, and he got shot right in the stomach. And so this guy had, you know, been shot at least three times, and you know, there's not much, there's not much hope for him, at least at that point. Right. Uh, and then Cole comes in and he's, and he sings, I put my hands to the sky. I sing grateful the blessings that you bring. Thank you for the ones I love. Um, and I think again, after, after you deal with your, um, your pain or your, uh, addiction or whatever it is that you're dealing with your demons, it's like, all you have left is gratitude. Right. And all you have left is this man, this life is, is, is great. And it is something, uh, to, to go to, you know, continue, you know? And I think that's what addiction kind of holds you back from. It's like almost like lust in a way where you want more and you want, you want to feel a different way. And the, and the opposite of that is just kind of realizing that you don't need it. And I think that's what Cole's trying to explain in this, this at least intro in the song is gratitude, you know? Yeah. And, and this is a, a perfectly named song as Cole does a lie. I just, 
window pane and you know i just imagine a, a rainy night sitting in front of your window just kind of contemplating over your life mm-hmm. um and this is this is a great way to you know not technically wrap up the album but it's a great way to end it where you know he says all i ever wanted was to hear them bitches holler back got some money or get some money plus respect and now look i got all of that so all the things he wanted up to this point he's got right and he just realizes there's so much more to life and he's really starting to see that. And he continues, you know, going off the outro to talk about how he basically feels like his purpose now is to continue to, to educate people on the, the lessons he's learned in life and, and how they can help people avoid some of these, you know, awful scenarios where they end up in and um, how, you know, the, the, the things he wanted earlier in his life were kind of stupid and trivial, but now the stuff he wants is to, to really help people overcome their issues. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what we talked about throughout this whole cold month or this, you know, this beginning part of going through his um, albums. It's like album by album, you slowly see the progression of the focus taken off of himself uh, through realization of his issues, you know, through him going through his issues and finding out, working out everything that he needs to work out about himself. And then this is like the culmination of that to where he's like, okay, I've got myself figured out. Like I've mentioned, like we mentioned multiple times now it's like, what can I do for other people? You know, and what can I do um, to, you know, maybe share these lessons that I've learned with other people and help them come through, uh, you know, battle those demons, battle those addictions. And, um, again, like you said, I think this is a really well-named song and uh, a really good culmination of everything that we've kind of talked about so far. Um, and he talks about like, he knows that he's going to reap what he sows and that's okay. You know, it's, he's not afraid of that. He's not afraid of hell. He's not afraid, you know, not that he thinks he's going to it, but he, he understands that like what you reap is what you sow. Um, and, you know, a, a cliche in the Bible that, you know, everyone talks about. But and I think that's also a motivating factor uh, behind why he wants to, um, you know, share these lessons. And, you know, because the only thing that you could get from sharing the lessons and sharing the issues that you have uh, faced is, you know, expanding the love that is in our society and expanding the understanding that is in our society. And I think to an extent, that's kind of what we're, we're trying to do here on our podcast as well. You know, talk about some of these issues that all of these different artists kind of face and let, let, let the audience let you guys know how we, how we relate to it and then how the bigger picture it can also relate to us as, 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 as a whole. Um, and so uh, before we move on to 1985, is there anything else that you want to talk about on this one? Well, the, just the outro is kind of what I referenced earlier where you really, you really see the, the point of, of the album here yep. for Cole and yep. his outro where he has this little kid talking about how, you know, asking why does bad stuff happen and why can't the world just be nice things? And as I mentioned earlier, it's about lessons. And that's what Cole's trying to detail is that this world is lessons and you got to learn them. And, but as you've mentioned multiple times, he's, he's not going to tell you how, and the reason why is because he knows that people aren't going to listen to him. Yeah. He, he just, he just has to explain what the issues are, but how you overcome, you have to choose, you have to make that decision for yourself. 
And, and at the end of the day, you can even tell someone the, the exact same way to overcome the issues that you might have, but they have to make that choice to follow the blueprint either way. So, you know, he's, he's recognizing that, you know, he's, he's basically spent his whole career, especially the past four albums discussing the problems of the world, but he can't change people. They have to change themselves. And, you know, as, again, as I said earlier, once, once everyone finally gets on the same page and fixes these issues and, and lives out of love instead of fear, that is when God is going to restart the world. And of course, you know, that's, that's just kind of Cole's take on the world. Um, and it's, you know, nothing religion wise is, is can ever really be proven, but, uh, it's a very unique take on, on that whole thing. And, and I, one that I personally agree with as well. Yeah, there's no doubt. And again, this last quote, I mean, the, the kid that starts this off talking about like, um, you know, his, his cousin being shot and he's like, um, God saved him cause he's still alive. And so, um, like you mentioned, why, why do you think that, that bad stuff happens? Why can't the world just be all nice things? And like you mentioned, because he's trying to warn us or he's trying to teach us a lesson that we're going to learn. And then, um, like you mentioned, he said after that, he's going to restart the world KOD and then ends it again with choose wisely. Like you mentioned, it is, you know, there's nothing that we could say on this podcast or that Cole could say, or that anyone could say that will change the world. At the end of the day, it's left up to the individual to choose. And like you mentioned, or like I mentioned earlier, it's like, I personally know what choices I make are, you know, what, what should be done and what should be, what shouldn't be done. Now, does that mean that I choose the correct way all the time? No, no, because, and that's just, I have more lessons to learn. And, you know, we all have more lessons to learn until the final lesson is learned, whatever that is. And again, ends it with KOD and just, just a great, great, um, you know, album, honestly. And ends it with, like I mentioned, choose wisely. And after talking about all this stuff, which leads us into, um, 1985, which he mentions on the album, is the intro to the fall off, which we're still waiting on. Um, and so that's, I kind of related this song to an extent to like a upgraded version of January 28th, right? From um, Forest Hills Drive, where he kind of goes back into himself. And it's like, it's almost like he's restarting, right? And so that, that's interesting. I want to hear what your take is on 1985. Yeah, well... I'm sure a lot of people know this song because it was basically a, I don't want to say a diss track, but it was a response to a little pump and it, it's kind of directed at really all these younger SoundCloud rappers basically. Um, and by the way, I, I went back and listened to little pumps, initial diss track called fuck J Cole, very well named. Um, <laughs> and, and it just, it's literally him saying fuck J Cole the whole time. It's, it's not really worth anyone's time. Um, but I think this was really an important addition to the album and just an important song in general, because again, this, this runs through his whole life where he discusses all his regrets. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons I always tell people that, you know, the most powerful lessons I think are the ones you learn on your own, but if someone's telling you something, you got to listen sometimes. And sometimes it's best to not even get yourself in a situation where you got to learn it on your own. 
And that's what he's basically trying to do here with – and you can look at it. It doesn't just have to be Lil Pump or any rapper. It could be anyone that's that's a young kid, really, that's making dumb decisions. It's like, you know, you can focus on, on money, women, and partying, and it's fun, but it's got to end at some point because – you know, you're going to get to a point where you're not where you want to be. And, but of course he, he does direct it specifically at rappers where, you know, a lot of these younger rappers just ride trends and that's how they get big. But anyone that rides a trend in any way is eventually going to, you're going to hit the, the, the wave is going to crash. And when you wash up on shore, what do you got? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can have all your watches and your cars, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta have something bigger than that. Um, so I thought it was just a really nice lesson and, and more proof from Cole that he doesn't really care what people say about him. Like instead of, instead of making this a diss track and just shitting on Lil Pump or any of these young rappers, which he does a little bit, he throws a few shots, uh, which is fine, but he makes, he spends most of the time trying to teach him. And, And I think that's, I think that's what, that's a lesson that any of us can take is, and I feel this way. If I ever feel like someone kind of dishes me in a way, you know, I feel sorry for them. I don't really feel angry towards them. I feel sorry for them that, that they think that way or, you know, that they're living out of fear is really, again, what it comes down to. Um, and, and he takes, uh, he takes this as a time to show that, you know, again, he knows he's J Cole and everyone's gunning for his, his throne. And he understands that, but he's going to take the time to to explain to these people, you know, you got to do things differently, otherwise you're going to regret it. Yeah, and I think another important part about this song, like you mentioned, is that he like he doesn't shit on uh, Lil Pump, but he comes from an angle of understanding and talks about how he was 18 and he was 19 and he felt the same way, you know, money, bitches, um, all that shit, you know, the fame that comes with it and uh, like you mentioned, he, he, he just comes at it from like, I've been there, man. And I, I get it. And you know, he, he's like, I'm trying, you know, I got some good advice, never quit touring. Cause that's the way we hear in this fucking, in this rap game, you know, he's like, he's, he really does. Like you mentioned, he's like, man, he, he takes a shot that was at him, kind of brushes it off. And he's like, listen, young one, listen, young one, I got this for you. I got a little piece of advice, um, for you. And so, um, like you mentioned, this this really does tie together with that the album uh, KOD. Though, even though he considered he wrote the intro to the fall off um, on it, because it's like all these lessons that he's been giving in this album uh, manifested into um, you know teaching or uh, trying to show this young rapper like what it's all about, you know. And like we talked about love, I think what love really is is an understanding and just acceptance of other people for who they are and, you know, what they could bring to the table. And so um, you're right. He's not reacting out of fear uh, that whatever this guy says might be picked up and people might believe he's like, you know, I understand. I completely understand your mindset because I've been there before. Yeah. And again, like, and I just like the end of it because you know, he says, I'll be around forever because my skills are tip top. Um, in five years, you're going to be on love and hip hop. Yeah. He takes a few, he takes a few love and hip hop shots um, throughout this album that we didn't really touch on. But 
it's it it is kind of funny when you think about it that a lot of these reality shows are are washed up celebrities you know and and they're basically there milking the the very little ounce of fame they have left and that's something cole doesn't have to worry about um but again, he, he's trying to teach a lot of these younger kids that are just writing trends and, and doing, you know, dumb things that, you know, it, it may be fun now, but you better watch yourself or you're going to end up just like all those washed up reality stars. Um, and so I'm going to finish up with the, the two main takeaways that I got from this album, uh, which I've already mentioned before, but just to kind of hammer the, hammer the nail into the, the coffin for uh, the, at least what we have for J. Cole so far, uh, my big takeaways are everything can be addictive. Um, pain is inevitable. Um, and at the end of those, it's choose wisely, choose wisely, you know, because like we mentioned multiple times, it's like the choice comes down to the individual always comes down to the individual. And so um, you got anything else you want to add about KOD, Hughes? Yeah, I mean, basically same takeaways for me. It's like the really, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. You can overstimulate the hell out of yourself with whatever. Like he doesn't, he doesn't talk about social media or any kind of media, but man, I mean, you can sit in front of Netflix all day and not deal with your problems too, you know? And, and that's in some ways, that's just as destructive as popping pills. Um, like it, it doesn't really matter what you do. If you, if you don't face your problems, then you're never going to be able to mature, um, past those problems and, and burying them. It, you're not going to get rid of them that way. They're going to keep resurfacing. And until you learn that lesson, you know, you can't grow. And that's, that's just what he's talking about is, and it, yeah, like you said, it, it may not be, uh, pills or any kind of drug. It could be, could be women, it could be money, could be anything. And, you know, you just got to be able to check yourself and realize that those things aren't going to fulfill you and those things aren't going to, they're not going to get rid of your problems. They're just going to make them worse. And the only way for you to, to be who you want to be is to confront those problems and, and live out of love. Yeah, absolutely. His, um, let's hope. Uh, and I assume that uh, this won't be our last J. Cole pod uh, because um, as we talked about the last song, uh, his intro to the fall off, he's at least got one more uh, album coming. Uh, the fall off, like I mentioned, we assume that, that that's the name of it, but who knows? Um, this KOD album was released in 2018. It's 2021 right now. So I got you got to think that he's got something just off the charts cooking up. And whenever he releases it, we'll see. But uh, I know I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, this next uh, Cole project. But for now, um, we'll see. We'll play as it lies. A little golf reference, play a little bit too much golf. But, uh, but we still got more for you, you know. And so that's going to lead us into our next artist. Hughes, who, who we got up next, Hughes? Yes, yeah, so we are we're not going to just front load this podcast with a bunch of big names. You know, we got we got J Cole right off the bat, but we're going to swerve off path a little bit and we're going to go to uh probably my second favorite TD artist behind Kendrick Lamar. We're going with Schoolboy Q who uh, by the way, a big golf fan as well. How about um, that? So, hey, hey, maybe in the future uh when this pod is huge, we'll be able to sit down with him and and discuss uh, discuss the music and the golf because those are two very important things in all of our lives. Um, but just uh, 
you know, I don't want to say he's an underrated artist because, you know, again, TDE is, is a very big label and all of those people are, are big. But aside from Kendrick, I think a lot of them get overlooked. And I think a lot of schoolboys uh, stuff gets gets talked about when it's out. But when he's kind of off, the you know, he's off the map for a little bit, uh, people kind of forget about him. And, and I think he's he's a really, really impressive artist and uh, really kind of a similar trajectory of his career i'd say of, of j cole obviously hasn't seen as much success but you know kind of started the early days off talking about you know the same stuff j cole talked about and and he's really progressed into learning from a lot of those early mistakes and and being able to do a good job of of putting them in the music and teaching lessons and making them sound good so i'm really looking forward to digging into his discography yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to as well Hughes. um you know, I, I, if you haven't been able to pick this up from the podcast, I'm I I've been a been a surface level listener to a lot of uh, music. Um, I'm kind of closed minded when it comes to uh, listening to um, artists, and I like what I like, and I kind of just like replay songs over and over. But um, you know, Q is one of those guys too, where I I've listened to his big hits. Um, you know, Studio, the first one that kind of pops out in my mind, and you know, I enjoyed that, but I haven't dived deeper into his discography. So, definitely one I'm looking forward to. Um, definitely one I'm looking forward to and seeing uh, what I could take, especially having uh, Jay Cole under the belt, which I think was the perfect person to start with to kind of. Give it, give, not only give you an idea, but give us an idea of what this pod's going to be. Uh, because we're, you know, we're, this is a work in progress. This is something that we're, you know, learning just, just the same as our audience. And so, uh, really looking to Schoolboy Q and um, seeing what I could take out of his discography, seeing what we could bring to light. And so, uh, Hughes, you got anything else before we hit Shameless Plug? I'm ready, man. I think, I think we did it. And, uh, just the last thing on Cole, there, there's some wondering if the fall off is going to be it mm -hmm. for him. It's, uh, you know, going from the come up to the fall off. It makes you wonder if, if that might be the, the retirement little, uh, little walk off for him. So he, you know, he's, he's earned it. He's, uh, I think he's told, told his story to this point and, as you said, I think the fall off is, is probably going to be great with all the time that he spent working on it. Um, and, you know, if that's it, I think, uh, I think we can all be happy with that. Yeah. Well, uh, if there's one thing about Cole that I'm going to drop, it's that fall off, the walk off will probably be a grand slam uh, to win the World Series, um, if I'm being honest. And so, as always, time for shameless plugs. Running Hook Podcast Network. Just want to give a shout out to everyone on there. Uh, couldn't couldn't do without these guys. I mean, really, really good group of guys that we've grown to um, love and appreciate over the last, you know, two year of the, uh, you know, network. But you know, two three years of of being friends, and I'm glad that um, we're all sticking together even after uh, college. And so uh, Alex and Dylan basketball power hour to start things off last week. Um, Pistons, Bucks, Trailblazers uh, this week, Wolves, Clippers, and 76ers. Uh, when's that coming out, Hughes? Is that coming out today? No, we are recording Thursday, and that'll be out on Friday. And then as I mentioned, Lynn Sanity is back 
the insanity is back. I repeat, in NFL offseason on Tuesday, um, which is going to be out by the time that this pod is released. And then um, he's going to talk about the NBA next week. Uh, Circle City Cinema with uh, Zach Griffith, Oscars review on Friday with Cooper. Um, and then the road to F9 Fast Five with Bryce and JD next week. Uh, and then favorite movies, Parasite with Dylan the next week or the week after. Talked about that on the last pod. Looking forward to um, that. And then looking forward to recording my favorite movie, Interstellar, which, you know, big love theme. As 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 if you haven't been able to pick up on this this podcast, we're all about love, baby. We're all about understanding um, on this network. So um, continuing a little bit into the future, we got Best Picture Draft from 1990 through 2020. And then Boys in the Hood, uh, the 30th anniversary with JD and Jamal. Heading to the Battleground uh, podcast about NBA Aldridge. Steph Curry, Jamal Murray, and more out last week uh, with your boy, Will Hogsett. I made a bold, bold prediction that Steph Curry is going to win the MVP. Not sure how that one is going to pan out, but uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, if he keeps it up, if he keeps it up this last half of the season, last, you know, fourth of the season or whatever, it could happen. And then T.O.P., uh, triple option podcast with Ryan Gregory and Devin Voss. Uh, offensive draft prospects out last Monday. Defensive prospects last week. And then we got a mock draft coming up here soon. Um, again, Divine Rhyme moving on from J. Cole, unfortunately. Unfortunately, hitting um, schoolboy Q with the next couple of pods. Like I mentioned, looking forward to that. As always, our uh, non-running hook plugs, plugs um, adjacent, though, I'd like to say adjacent, Facts and Stacks by J.D. Hall. And then actually, I think Deke's got a podcast nowadays. And so we're going to have to start throwing that into the, um, into the plug list as well. Uh, I'm not sure about that, what the name of that is, but I'm pretty sure Deke's got a podcast. Uh, unofficial member at this point of Running Hook Podcast Network, but you know he's we're, we're all the boys. We're all boys from IEPY. So if if you're one of us, you're with us. So uh, don't know the name of Deke's podcast, but I believe it's over like gaming um, and kind of like uh, whether that's board games or um, video games, which you know well, could be a good addition to the Running Hook Network. You know, we don't have any content about that. I mean, music was just hit the last week. So looking forward to listening to Deke. Definitely give that guy a shout out. Good man. Um, from one young soul to another, as always, Dylan Hughes, uh, verified artist, verified writer. Um, Hughes, why don't you give yourself a little shameless plug? Yeah, man. I mean, if you, if you connect to any of the themes we talk about on here with, with overcoming things in life, uh, I, I tried my best with that book to kind of, kind of throw my experiences out there and, and how I was able to overcome some of them and, and get to the place I'm at now. So if you need a little nudge in the right direction, I, I think that that's a, uh, that's a good start for you. Absolutely. He was great book. Great guy. Uh, give it a listen. It's only like fucking six bucks, man. Come on. You got, I'll give you six bucks to buy it at this rate. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Send your Venmo, uh, DM me your Venmo. Um, 
uh, on Twitter at WH Hogsett. That's a shameless plug right there. But I'm gonna throw in by Dylan Hughes at by Dylan Hughes. Also on Twitter, if you want to chat, like honestly, uh, again, we we kind of just share our perspectives about what we think about the music. But at the end of the day, um, we're always welcome to hearing what other people think. And you know, I'd love to love to start a conversation about it. And then I got one more plug that's not on uh, the plug doc that we have uh, circulating throughout the network, but May 21st, May 21st is a big day for the Running Hook Podcast Network. We're all meeting up at Zach Griffiths for uh, the second annual Cucks in a Court, where we meet up, play basketball, have a good time, probably a little beers uh, going to be hit, Ryan Gregory. Uh, I need I need a beer night with Gregory specifically. So, uh, but we might have something cooking up. Might throw a little video onto the network. I've been pushing it in the group chat, but you know I'm not really met with much uh, much validation on that end. But I'm gonna make it happen because I think it could be good for the network. So, uh, again, appreciate you guys listening. Um, thank you for um, tuning in and you know listening to what we got to say about it. I've had fun with J. Cole over the last um, month, month and a half or so, but the Vine Rhyme is moving into its next artist, Schoolboy Q, probably out next week. So, again, thanks for listening. Will Hawks up with Dylan Hughes. Have a good evening.